Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? I'm dying! Oh wait, I had a beet salad yesterday. Paula? I am screwing this thing as hard as I can. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. It's the Ugly Truth. It is episode... Two zero two. So welcome to the ugly truth, everybody, and welcome back. Paula took a week off. Daryl, yes. producer Dub, came in and sat with me, and um, it ended up being a fairly fun show. You know, it's always weird because, because <laughs> why did I say it like that? It's always weird when producer Dub sits in because I never am prepared. I always put it off to the last minute and I always want to go, do we really need to do a show this week when you can't sit in? I'm always like, eh, you know, (laughs) but he loves having an opportunity to sit on the mic. And so I think it's always nice to have him. Plus, you know, a dude's perspective occasionally is also very fun. Did you guys play nice together? Yes, we did. I convinced him to get high with me. Oh, we'll see, you know. I think, you you know, you get swept up into the discussions. You know, I was telling him, I said, it's really funny because when I was younger and had girlfriends who had boyfriends, you know, when we were like 18, 19 years old, a lot of the boyfriends would be like, I really don't think that you should be hanging out with Jamie very much because she seems to be a really bad influence on you. And I never believed that. I'm like, it's not me. I'm not the one that makes them do naughty things with me when we go out. But I'm I'm starting to wonder if maybe I wasn't. I can't, I can't help it that they agree. I can't help it that they're all in when I suggest something dangerous. And so I'm wondering, maybe, maybe I absolutely was one of those people. I didn't feel like I was, but... I just like to have fun. So maybe maybe I was that bad influence and I didn't well, realize it. We we are a bit of an instigator, you know. Well, we just we we just get these wild schemes and we're like, "Hey, let's go do this." And there and you know, in our sister the, the four of us were like, "Yeah, let's do it." You know, I so know. we it's have a, It's amazing we don't have tattoos yet. <laughs> well, that's true. Anyway, so welcome back, Paula, and um, I have I have news. Do tell. So, well, actually, I didn't even get to tell you, basically. I got my Ancestry.com package. Already? I got it. And I think I got it the day after we recorded. Oh, you mean you got the package to start it? Not the results, just the package. Oh, 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 okay, okay. So it came with this little instruction, and it came with, like, all these labs and... Um, I was just like, wow, I'm all, this is, this is serious. So I went into my bedroom, of course, because of course. I needed, I needed space. Yeah. And, you need room to, uh, to function. And, uh, I spread everything out, you know, took everything out and I was reading the instructions and it says, please deposit your saliva into the tube up to the black line. And so I looked so... at the tube <laughs> and I looked at the black line and there was a, there was a quite a gap there. Oh my God. So, so you had to work up spit and spit it into a tube. And I, okay. I take like 20 pills a day for medication so I already have a dry mouth and so I'm just like this is this is like asking to you know find water in the Sahara Desert and do you know first of all I'm struggling because the idea of spitting into a thing makes me want to not be like it literally makes me want to throw up it sounds so disgusting I I can't even talk about it I'm getting sick what watching it go into a tube it's like how bad do i want to know what kind of mexican i am and so yeah not sure really really (laughs) i wonder if all mexicans struggle with spitting into tubes and so so i'm drinking water but i'm like not trying to like i'm trying to make sure like i swallow all the water because i don't want to spit water in there you know and so I'm getting more nervous, and of course, the more nervous you get, the more dry your mouth gets. And so, this took me a little while. So, and then it says, "Please do not spit in bubbles." And oh my god, Paula! Oh my god! 
It's like a nightmare. Why did they just say, rub your foot on this? <laughs> Jeez. It was specific. It was so specific. But then they told you, this is really only like a quarter teaspoon. And I'm like, my ass. I'm like, I am reading this thing and I am I am doing my best. Okay, but... you know what? First of all, I just, this is really reminding me. I believe, I don't know about you, but our mother, me, and Stephanie for sure, uh, there's this really weird thing that happens when you're pregnant where your, oh. mouth, where your mouth waters constantly. Yeah, I have. I don't remember what it, what the phenomena is, but... I don't know. But you do remember what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I had that a little bit. Not to the point that you guys did, but yeah, I... It's like the sensation you get like when you're about to eat like really good food and your or mouth starts up. watering or throwing up. Your your salivary glands go into overdrive and you essentially have your mouth is perpetually watering and it sounds as bad as you think. It is that bad. Our mother used to walk around with a cup and mm-hmm. spit in it constantly. <coughs> I can't talk about it. It's so gross. Sometimes all I would ever throw up was my own spit. (laughs) Stephanie used to sleep with a cloth in her mouth (laughs) because she her mouth watered so much. Oh, God, I'm really struggling. Mine wasn't as bad, but I'm just saying, God, wouldn't it have been nice to have known that you wanted to do this back in the day when you literally couldn't stop (laughs) producing spit? Do it when you're pregnant. Oh, my God. I remember I remember our doctor saying, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty rare. I'm like, are you sure? Because our whole family has. (laughs) And sometimes, depending on my hormone levels, when I'm PMSing, it happens. Yeah, that happens to me, too. So did you work up the spit? I so eventually I got to the black line and then it says, now take the tube with the blue liquid. And so there's a tube in there with a blue liquid mm-hmm. that you snap onto the top and you like screw on there. Yes. And it says you'll know that it's screwed on tightly because the blue liquid will drop into the spit into the specimen. And so I am screwing this thing as hard as I can, and the blue liquid is not dropping. And so I'm like, what, did I get a faulty one or what? So I like get my sweatshirt in in both of my hands, and I am screwing as hard as I can. And then eventually I hear a... And then I'm just like, oh, thank God. Finally. So then it says shake until mixture is done. And I'm just like, this is really gross, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I'm shaking, you know, for like however few minutes you have to until blue liquid mixes with your spit. And then that's it. And then you put it in your little pouch and you put it in the box, you mail it off, you, you know, this is after you've typed in your number to match your, you know, specimen box. I really hope this pays off in spades. Like, I really hope this is this is worth it. So <laughs> I got an email saying they received my specimen and they're going to start testing. Mm. So well, we are right. on our way to... Uh, no. Finding out our genetic profile. All right. Well, hopefully it's not as anticlimactic as we expect it to be. Maybe there'll be something unusual in there. Yep. So we have officially, well, like I said, six to eight weeks before we'll know. And so I'm just trying to figure out, because I want us to be able to look at it at the same time. So I'm just trying to figure out how we'll be able to do that. But we'll we'll figure it out. Well, you can always, they're not going to send the spit back, right? Why would they do that? <laughs> Just, here, here you go. You can have it all back. Do with it what you will. Imagine that job. Well, maybe you can come over and we'll, we, we can record an episode to, in the same room. That'd be fun. Then you can open it. Yeah. Anyway, so I want to tell you a story about an owl. Okay. <laughs> okay. Story time. I'm sitting on the carpet. <laughs> yes. Kids, let's talk about owls. The other night, Daryl comes home. And I said, I need to go to the store. We have no toilet paper. You know, it's one of those things where I spent too much time outside goofing around and we need, you know, we need some supplies. I said, do you want to come? He goes like, yeah. So we left. It was like 730. 
and it was it wasn't super late but it was late enough where it's like well, okay we really need to hurry up because by the time we get home you know malia hasn't even eaten dinner yet and she hasn't even asked for it but we need to kind of get things going right so we leave malia's home alone she's 16 no big deal we were in the car for maybe 15 minutes and she calls and she's like mom bodega's barking and he's being really weird like he's barking weird and I said, what? And so now Bodega has different. He doesn't actually bark because Huskies don't bark. They mm-hmm. they yell. Oh, OK. And I said, let me hear because Bodega has a very specific yell for humans. And then he has another one for creatures. And so if it's a human one, we're turning around because that means someone's in the backyard or someone's right. near our property and Malia's alone. And, you know, even though we have the uh, the alarm set, that doesn't ease my mind well it's the it's the creature bar or the creature yell and i said okay i said well can you see what he's doing and she goes well he's like he's like down on all fours like he wants to play like a puppy does but he, and he's barking at the ground and i'm like okay i said well is it a skunk and she's like no i don't see anything and i said well go up on our balcony get the flashlight and and shine it down on him and see what you see so she does it and of course she's on the phone giving us the play-by-play and she goes it's some weird creature i can't even tell she goes i don't know if that's a wing and she goes and its head is moving kind of funny and i said well did he did he injure it like is it like dying like he broke its neck or something and it's kind of flopping around like is it a possum because she said it was gray i don't know mom i don't know but it's freaking me out i'm like all right calm down so we go home after we picked up food we go home and it's an owl oh my god he hasn't killed it he won't kill it she goes every time he comes near to smell it it snaps at him and it freaks him out because of the horn you know they have those horn those weird beaks did he hurt it though we didn't know and so of course daryl being the consummate roommate you know he follows all the rules the man of the house he was calling animal control (laughs) like what do we do with wildlife like this because owls are not like possums you don't want them to be dead yeah you want to save those and the fact that bodega hadn't killed it yet meant to me that he wasn't going to because he had many opportunities to kill it and he didn't and he's killed chickens before but it's almost like he didn't want to touch this owl here's the other weird thing all day long i am not kidding all day long i kept telling daryl i go there's a dead rodent somewhere in this around our house and he goes what do you mean i go i smell death i can't figure it out but there's something dead somewhere and i've smelled that before and it's usually a dead mouse or something like that that owl was probably hanging around somewhere near our house and i was smelling its kill because they kill they eat rodents and stuff oh or maybe it killed a squirrel or something and i said i can't get rid of this smell i looked in every room i said you got to look under the house there's something somewhere and so daryl goes out there we get bodega away from the owl and now we've got a box with a shovel so we could because we have to put the injured owl into a box and then we have to take that injured owl to the wildlife sanctuary which is like 30 minutes away (laughs) it's like it's like an ordeal it's like this major ordeal so he goes yeah it's definitely an owl i go well well, is it big and he goes no it doesn't look that big and i'm like okay things always seem small can't you just take it to a local vet for god's sakes no that raptors are especially in california raft it's very specific you you don't mess with raptors they're not endangered or anything but you just don't just treat them like any old thing you have they're very you have to be really specific with them. And in my brain, I'm thinking it's like this two foot tall owl. But in reality, it was not very big. It was a barn owl. It was probably, tw- it might have been a foot tall, which is still big. But and right. you know how much I love birds. Yeah, really? Did he have gloves on? No. And I said, okay, you need to get that. We have this really big snow shovel. It's like two feet wide. I said, get that and you can shovel it into that and then dump it in the pet box. We have one of those cardboard pet boxes. Right. He goes, all right. So... We go out there. He goes, will you will you hold the flashlight? I'm like, yeah, sure. Now, I am not exactly thrilled about this because birds will do anything like they could fly up and you just don't even know. So <laughs> we go outside. We have Bodega. We were able to bring him into the house. So we're like, OK, let's go get this thing. So we go outside. and He goes, it's gone. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, it's not there anymore. So what do I do? I run into the house and I lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl turned 
turns around and he goes what are you doing i go i don't know where it is and he goes well, what are you leaving me out here for i'm like i don't know <laughs> you're on your own i did I, I literally left him out in the dark god <laughs> he's like well nice to lot. know if in, in in a world uh you know well, catastrophe the, you'd leave yes. his ass behind i go hey it's every man for himself <laughs> i go i'm not dealing with an angry Terrible. owl you could have at least grabbed him by the arm and be like nope. get inside no he's like what are you doing it's not even out here i go we don't know where it is so he's like and okay. then all of a sudden you feel claw on your back <laughs> like, i'm out of here <laughs> and so he's like i can't believe you left me i'm like believe it i'm like i'm not i am not at all worried about you i'm only worried about me so anyway he searched the whole yard the thing was gone it was just playing injured so that bodega would leave it alone and it flew away how and weird. so i'm like thank god and he's like honestly i'm just really glad we don't have to shovel that thing into a box i'm like you and me both brother i i didn't want to deal well obviously i just ran back into the house he's like it's not even here what are you running from i'm like wherever it is i'm not dealing with it god, not at all so anyway so funny so bodega won't kill owls there might be a mutual respect for killing other things <laughs> he didn't maybe because they're both predators that's what i was thinking he probably smelled the death on him and he's like oh you kill them too okay cool so we'll just bargain each other so it was weird though because it was like laying flat like a like a moth on the ground it was really weird weird really really weird yeah but owls are so unusual that's why they always use them in scary movies (laughs) (laughs) or harry potter The Ugly Truth Podcast will always be free, so we appreciate you supporting the show by shopping on Amazon via our links on UglyTruth.com. Here's Jamie with her Amazon Pick of the Week. Right now, you can try the Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 30 days. If you love it, you can customize your membership to fit your lifestyle. And don't we love our options? Yes, we do. So go through the Ugly Mall, click on the Amazon link, and check out the free trial for Amazon Music Unlimited. Thanks, hugs. Bye. You can get this deal and literally anything you could ever want from Amazon and support our show at the same time by visiting UglyTruth.com slash shop. Thanks for helping out the truth. Let's get back to the show. There is a band that Daryl has not seen. And one of the really cool things about when you get together with somebody is you get to share your different likes and dislikes about music and art and shows and movies and whatever hobbies and social distortion is an orange county punk band that's been around forever probably longer than i've been born or close they've just been around forever i've seen them three times and i took tyler to see them in stockton they're just like rockabilly punk if that makes any sense to you they're just Mm -hmm. really it's just a really cool band if you've never heard of it but i love them and i introduced daryl to them and he started liking it and he was always bummed that he'd never seen them. Well, they're old now. They're like old men. And so they don't do too much touring anymore. And so we heard they were coming to Sacramento, which I can't even remember the last time Social D has even ever been here. The closest they've ever been is like Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty far away. So we got tickets and it sold out immediately. It was really hard to get in because everybody who knows Social D, it's really hard to see. So... We got tickets. Now, the thing with the place that we that they were playing at, there is... Well, you know. You went yeah. to Ace of Spades. Yeah. So you know exactly what it's like. You have to line up across the street, and you have to wait, and all that stuff. Now, when we went into the facility, we were able to pull some strings, and we got VIP seating. Okay. So we were upstairs. And, so oh, in we the were, balcony. Yes, we were in the balcony. We had the last two seats in the balcony, and it was a, it was a great view. The show was so good. It was not as good as I remember, and I think it's because they're older, and they got political. (laughs) And I was so, I was like, okay, I agree with what you're saying, but we didn't come here to listen to you talk about how much you hate the government. You know, it's like, we really, you know, I know that they're anarchists, and that's what they do, and they've been hating the government for 30 years, so I totally get that part of it, but... You know, they wrote songs about, you know, they, that's what they do. They, they write about it. And so, and they were really depressing. And it was like, 
that part was a little annoying because this is not the same band that I remember seeing six years ago or however long it's been. So I was right. a little disappointed, but they did play some of their best hits and Daryl had a great time. We drank way too much. I did anyway. He goes, you drank four beers. I'm like, I know I've never, I can't remember the last time I drank four beers. Like I literally cannot remember ever drinking that much out of, out, out and about. It was really weird. And, you know, overall it was really, really fun. And it, what was fun is all the people. I mean, there were so many people there. We were next to a couple who th- their hobby is going to rock concerts. That's what they do. And so they were from Vacaville. And of course we made friends with them immediately because after a couple of cocktails, everyone's your friend. So that was nice. It was a fun night. I mean, it was, you know, I'm not a big fan of waiting in lines. Luckily, because we pulled some strings, we didn't have to wait in the really long line like you did. We were in a shorter line and got escorted in fairly quickly. So that was nice. And I mean, and there is some benefits to getting in early. You know, we got our t-shirts and the poster and then you go upstairs and you know we got our cocktails immediately because no one was in yet so that part was nice that's that's the great part about vip is you walk right in and you're like oh thank god just we quickly get our cocktails and sit down and chill so do you think you'll see them again uh if they tour again i mean they're old they're like probably i would say late 50s i mean you can't tell but you know their tattoos are starting to fade and but they rock real hard still so who knows i just wish they had left the politics behind you know it didn't take up too much but it did feel like there was a massive lull there for a minute and everybody was like oh god and nobody was booing or anything like that but it was like this is such a depressing song can we please play something better you know and then finally they did they played ball and chain they played ring of fire they played you know all the stuff that they're known for and so that right. part was fun so I don't know. I mean, if you have a if you have someone that you really love, I can't I don't know who you're into right now. But if you were to go see them and then they start talking about how much they hate the government, you're like, yes, we don't. We all get it. You know, it's it's we all understand. It's polarizing right now. But can we just have a good time? Yeah. Can we just drink our beers and have a great time tonight? Well, most entertainers, you know, try and keep it entertaining, you know. Well, I haven't been to a concert in a while, but I mean, like that. So, but we have been to a couple and every single one, every single show I've been to someone, some artists, they mention it, they mention the government and it's like, I, I understand it's really polarizing right now. And so they feel like they, they need to, you know, express their opinions. So, and it's art. That's what they do. That's what they're motivated by. So that's why you hear about it when you go to a show. So whether they're pro or anti, so I get it, but it, it does, you know, because it's so saturated, it does feel like, oh God, really? You know, it's like, it does yeah, feel, really. it does feel like that. And it may not for the artist, but for the people who are being, you know, smacked in the face with it every 10 minutes, it does feel a little tedious. Well, it seems so, like every time someone gets a platform, you know. Yeah, it's a buzzkill. And they, so they go with it. Yeah. So anyway, but outside of that little lull, which was probably 10 minutes, although it felt like forever, it was a really good show. <laughs> good. <laughs> it was fun. And the well, what's really fun is the people watching. I mean, that's the best part. Of course. I have a tank top. It's like a wife beater tank. I know you're probably not allowed to say it like that, but it's a black one that it's a social D tank top. And I bought it forever ago. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll wear it. So I have my black jeans on and then I put on this tank top. I'm like, yeah, this is not a look for me. This is not the look for me because, you know, I'm I'm not 20 anymore. And even if I had, I'm not wrinkly or anything, but this is not uh, just the not going to work. Not the most tasteful look for a girl like me anymore. So I didn't, I went with something else and I, you know, I looked fine. So I told Daryl, he goes, oh, you're not wearing it? I go, no, it's just not, uh, not a good look for me. I'm not a biker bitch. And that's kind of what it looked like. And I'm like, no, not my look. So we're standing in line and this woman who has a hundred times more confidence than I do. And she's probably about 10 years older than I am walked into the line wearing pretty much what I initially was going to wear. And Daryl looked at her and then I looked at him. I said, you see, you see why I didn't wear that? He goes, yeah, message received. I'm like, okay, I'm not saying that she, I mean, she rocked it, but it, it's not 
but it's not something he wants he would probably want you wearing or well, you would want you wearing i'm trying to say it without just i don't know why i'm dancing around it after a certain age a woman shouldn't dress like that i mean you can do whatever you want in this world by all means but after a certain age it's not as flattering well the type of woman you are is not mm. something that it's not something that you would wear yeah i mean unless i wore it my whole life you know she looks like that's what she wears all the time and it would look faux on me it would not look authentic and it, it, yeah. it just wasn't a good look i no 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 gotcha so anyway it was fun though it was a good night we got home late and and i you know daryl and i actually do not get drunk together very often because one of us has to drive right yeah but um we still had a good time and by the time we got home it was like midnight 12 30 in the morning and we stopped at um adalberto's for <laughs> for mexican food such good drunk food it is and so we got home and we're it was one of those things where you wake up in the morning, you're like, what happened? <laughs> well, well, for me, it was anyway. I was like, what happened? Why is there Mexican food in our bedroom? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. It was so awful. Anyway, it was a good night, though. So, you know, thanks, Social D. Hopefully you come back. I doubt it. But if you do, I'll be there for sure. Okay, so I know you don't watch Girls. No, I don't because I can't stand to see Lena Dunham naked. Well, she hasn't been naked this season. Actually, she was in the first episode. We got to see it all in the first episode. But other than that, um, it hasn't been that way. But I have to tell you, Paula, this show, this season, it's the last season. And um, it's really good. And, you know, I'm not a fan of Lena Dunham either. But um, what I like about it is that they're all, you know, they're all in their late 20s now on the show. And so they're all kind of like recognizing that they're assholes and that they need to do something about it. Except for Marnie, who is just a horrible person. But maybe, you know, there are horrible people in our lives who never recognize that they're horrible. And so maybe she's just going to be this way. But the rest of them are starting to recognize that they can't be like this anymore, that they've got to be better. And so the show is really um, not so bad. And now here's the other thing that's really uncomfortable is Lena Dunham's character is pregnant. Oh, she got pregnant having she had a weekend fling with a surf instructor when she was off doing a she's a writer now and for a like a newspaper type thing. And uh, she had to go do some research on this place where rich women go to get surfing lessons. But essentially, they're just there to party and, you know, sleep with the staff. And it's kind of like Dirty Dancing. They all go to the Catskills. So she hooks up with this surf instructor who travels the world and uh, she gets pregnant. And she just found she just found out she got pregnant. Now, the cliche would be that she would get an abortion because she's all about women's rights and, you know, she's super liberal. And yet this time she's keeping it. Is she going to tell the surf instructor? She doesn't know where he is. It was, you know, conveniently, he's just long gone. And so um, nowhere near where she lives or anything. So it's just it's done. She doesn't even know his whole name. You know, it was one of those things. And so uh, she's keeping it. And it's just really interesting. And I... I mean, it, feel, it felt a little, I don't know, obvious that she would keep it. But even so, she is 27, you know, she is self-sufficient. Yeah. And, you know, the, I think the fact that everybody would expect that she would get an abortion and then for, for her not to and decide to keep it is, you know, probably a little groundbreaking considering what Lena Dunham is known for in her real life. So it'll be interesting. That's actually the exact response that I got when I got pregnant with Ryan because I was 26. Mm-hmm. And at that age, I got mixed response. I got, are you going to keep it? Mm-hmm. Um, I got, congratulations. Yeah. And then I got, when are you guys getting married? <laughs> you and- know what? That's true. That is true. When they said, are you going to keep it? They said it very hesitantly Mm -hmm. because it's almost like insulting to ask at my age. Yeah. That was the the question because I was I was 26 and I I would have been 27 by the time the baby was born. So it's not like I was incapable 
I was just I was just not married. It's one of those things where you people you do have to dance around it because when I got pregnant with Mackenzie, I was 25. Yeah. I was self-sufficient. I was already a mom. I was seeing, you know, obviously the father at the time. And so it when people find out, well, m- one of my friends at the time, I said, yeah, well, I'm pregnant. She's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, because, yeah. because it's one of those things. It is a weird, it's a weird age where it's like, okay, well, you're not a kid where you'd be ruining your life if you had this baby. And, you know, socially speaking, that's what people would say. Or and you and you're at an age where if you were to have an abortion, it would be considered selfish by many, because it's like what you you can you can play, but you think you can just eradicate the mistake or whatever. Well, and if you get an abortion, I mean, I think there's a certain stigma surrounded by. I think there there's is. a certain lifestyle associated yes. with people who get an abortion, and like for you mm-hmm. you weren't living that life you were already a mom you already had a yeah. job you know right. so it, you weren't you didn't fit that that bill as as did i you know because like i said you know i was a professional at a at a, at a company and i had my own apartment and you know all of those things so it's not like i was out whoring it out or you know right. every night or something like that you know i had a steady boyfriend and you know all of those things yeah and that, the thing is though is that is what people would expect that's what they that's the unfortunate picture that is painted for people who get abortions it's like these whores who don't know who the dad is and they're sleeping around and they don't even remember getting you know they don't even remember who they you know it's it's not like that, actually. But that's the problem with right. girls. The show Girls right. is Lena Dunham. She creates the perfect stereotype. And Absolutely. I don't think that's true life. I don't think her right. character is really how it is for women in their 20s. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, we um, don't go and have nameless sex with people people Mm, off somewhere off in the distant like somewhere at some beach somewhere and with someone we'll never know again you know unprotected sex and then get pregnant you know at least I didn't you know I I didn't give it up like that I think what it is a you can't generalize when it comes to women and their sex lives. You can't generalize when it comes to what a woman will do if she finds out she's pregnant. It's that's the problem with with anything is that you know when I got pregnant and I was not married I got all kinds of responses like you did you know my boss was like well are you gonna marry him like yeah. that's super old-fashioned thinking but it's not un- it's not un-, un you know like something you wouldn't ask if it's you know but they somehow believe like you're trying to you got to make it right like, yeah like it's yeah. A, like it's a wrong and you're mm-hmm. trying to wrong a right and it's just yeah. like what just being a single mom is a wrong thing i mean yes, yes it's it's hard in his mind it was it, it i had to make it right but it doesn't mean that it's wrong in fact i obviously had the baby when i came back to work he was really hard on me really hard on me i was literally the only single mom at the company the only one well he wasn't punishing me but he's like well if you're gonna do this then you know you're being held to the same standards as before and i'm like yeah i know and you know i would get there on time but it wasn't early enough it was kind of that mentality like well the minimum is eight pieces of flair but joe wears 10 pieces of flair right and i'm like well if the if the minimum is 10 then just tell me it's 10 and i'll be here in 10 minutes you know or 10 minutes early but if it's eight I'm going to do the bare minimum because that's just the way that's what's expected of me. That's just what you that's what's asked. Yes. And so we got into a big argument once because I got there five minutes before I was supposed to every day. But that wasn't enough. He wanted me there 10 minutes before. And I'm like, well, then say so. But legally, I have to be here at 830. I'm here at 825 every day. And so it was the 10 pieces of flair argument. And so we got into a huge knockdown drag out about it. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to get fired. I thought for sure I was going to get fired. So I just started doing my work and just, you know, hoping he never spoke to me again. After lunch, he called me into his office with the with the office manager, the business manager. And I was like, oh, here we go. You know, so we go and sit down. He must have been schooled because he gave me a raise. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, because he can't require you to be there any earlier than your start time. I literally sat down. He goes, well, you know, I just wanted to tell you that I think you're doing a great job. So we're giving you a raise. And it was a good one, too. And yeah. I was like, uh, all right. Um, all right. Thanks. Because back then, I didn't even think about the fact that he was breaking the law. Oh, it that, didn't even occur yeah, to me. That he was discriminating against you. Yeah. And the boss, the, the manager, she's like dude you better make this right and i mean now right he probably went to her and said i'm having a problem with this employee you know yeah. i want to write her up for insubordination and then laid out all the facts and he she's just like whoa she's like no you're not you're gonna give her a raise and you're gonna pray to god she doesn't sue the company right you hope that she, her youth means she doesn't get it. And he was right. I didn't get it. I had no idea that he had broken the law. And so I got a nice big raise. And uh, it was a happy working experience until the company was sold. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's true. So, yes, pregnancy does do wonders to a woman when she's not married. And even if they are married, it actually is even harder, especially if you work full time. So Lena Dunham's going to keep this baby. Yes. And so I don't know what happens. It's only... So you say this one, meaning that she's had a other abortion. No, that's, you know what? That's what's ironic about it is this show, not one character has had an abortion. One was supposed to have one and she ended up not being pregnant or she miscarried. And so she actually, so no one has had an abortion on the show. Okay. Which is ironic and maybe on purpose because they're so pro women's rights and, you know, the, and, which is, you know, so am I. It's always that argument I've always had. It's like, I totally understand, you know, not advocating for abortion. I totally understand people's mind thinking mindset on that, but then don't have one. But you mm -hmm. shouldn't take away the opportunity for others to take advantage if they if they need to. You know, I don't understand why that's not this. Like, I don't know why that can't be the same. Like, I don't know how you can say I would never advocate for abortion. However, it's just like freedom of speech. It's like I would never advocate it for myself or or would want anyone to do it. And I would want there to be options. But should that it should be legal so it's safe. Right. I mean, it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe I'm being wrong. You know Maybe what I'm I think wrong. is funny is Lena Dunham is so women's rights yeah. and like very liberal and all, you know, Planned Parenthood, mm -hmm. this and all of that stuff. And she has this show that has the ability to be groundbreaking and and have a character to have an abortion because mm -hmm. there's not many shows where characters have an abortion. Yeah, because you know, think about it. In Sex and the City, they didn't either. They, none of them did. They I spoke, wonder why. They spoke of it. Yeah, but they didn't actually follow through with it. But she she won't do it, and I think it's because she doesn't want to deal with the backlash. Maybe. Maybe that's why no one has. Of course they have it. Because, I mean, they can't handle what would happen. And this is the last season. So, I mean, what would it hurt? Honestly. Right. You know. It's so weird. That it's a, it's kind of weird that when I think about all the shows that are female-based, when, when pregnancy arrives in the show, ultimately, nobody aborts. Nobody has an abortion. But anyway, so I'm watching. I'm watching it. And I'm finding it compelling. So... But I can get past my, you know, I can get past the the nakedness because <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it doesn't bother me. It's not offensive, but yeah, interesting, interesting. So I'll, you know, since you won't watch it, I'll tell you. Okay, tell you all about it. Sounds anyway, good. we should go to do our ugly and awkward moment of the week. It's no uh, secret that we are gullible and sometimes just take things for face value. Yes. We were outside uh, talking to our neighbor, Steve, and uh, his son had told him that he would be back early in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Well, it was already a little bit later in the evening and his son wasn't back yet. I said, well, where did he say he was going? And he said that he had a doctor's appointment mm -hmm. and he's just like, oh, OK. And he says, well, he says, I guess he uh, was going to have dinner with his doctor. What? 
And so Victor says, what did he say? And I'm like, oh, I said, I guess he said he's having dinner with his doctor. I'm like, that's kind of weird, though. And Victor said, Paula, he's not having dinner with his doctor. He's not? What is he doing? (laughs) He was just saying, like, you know, making up like a reason, like why he was like, you know, like kidding. Yeah, just saying like, well, it must, you know, quite the doctor's appointment. Like, I guess he's having dinner with his doctor, you know. Oh, and you (laughs) thought he really... I really thought it was so I said oh he said he's having dinner with his doctor I said but that well that seems kind of weird to me you know <laughs> so <laughs> and Victor's yeah. just smiled at me and he's like Paula he's not having dinner with his doctor <laughs> yeah you know what I do that too all the time I am very gullible I do take things at their work at their face value <laughs> and so Steve was sitting in his chair and he just started laughing because he was watching all of this happening like watching me you know believe that someone was dining with their doctor yeah and i'm just like that's just weird though i'm like i've never i'm like how would you even have dinner with your doctor you know <laughs> just like just have whole, like kfc in the way the or, or, or i'm just like where would you guys my probably somewhere nice but you know it's just like <laughs> oh you're starting to build a backstory like i'm thinking the whole thing and i'm just like that's but, when you start building a backstory going well maybe the, the you know the exam went very well you know i'm thinking like let's go top of the hyatt you know like on the skyline or something i don't know i was just thinking like oh, in my mind i'm thinking and then i'm just like is it like a romantic dinner or what is it you know i don't it's know like, maybe they're going like, out for steak i don't like, do doctors eat it? steak because it's unhealthy I, maybe they're yeah, having really. salads <laughs> then you start creating this whole they talking about a treatment plan or is this like a <laughs> personal thing or what you know yeah i so do that I, I was all of this was going on in my mind when i was saying like well he's having dinner with his doctor and i'm just like oh that's wow that's interesting i wouldn't i wouldn't want to have dinner with dr fong he would just judge me every time i wanted something that had sugar in it Right. He's like, you know, beets are full of sugar. <laughs> Do you really beets? Gross. Do you like beets? No, Daryl does. He loves beets. God, you I should know. Get, get him that beet powder and you can have those shakes. No, he likes he just loves them in salad and so I'll I'll get them and then it, inevitably I always have to remind him. I'm like, don't forget you had beets yesterday, so don't scare yourself when you go to the bathroom. Because he will every, inevitably. He's like, I forgot I had beets until Does I it turn your poop purple or something. Yes, you think you're bleeding. Oh, it, it's very wow. common. A lot of people forget they eat beets and then they go to the bathroom and they're just like, Oh my god, I'm dying. And they're like, Oh wait, I had a beet salad yesterday. Whew. I have rectal bleeding. Yeah, and you get worried. <laughs> All right, so tell me about yours. So, you know, the weather's been really nice. Spring is coming. Yes. We had so much rain over the last couple of months that the backyard, our backyard, is very saturated with, you know, water. Everything's really wet and tons of weeds have popped up. And so I've decided, you know, we now's the perfect time to clear out everything and start fresh before everything gets hot and dried out again. So I've been working on the side of the house, getting rid of all this overgrown stuff. And so I'm going to like Lowe's or, you know, garden centers or whatever, getting all kinds of plants and stuff to kind of fill in where I'd pulled out all the dead overgrown stuff. After a while, when you keep going, you get a little, you know, you're confident, like, I know my way around here, you know, same old people, you know, I'd gone like two or three times to Lowe's. They had some plants that I really wanted, but the line the lines were super duper long. And so I would like look around and then I'd leave because the line, I just didn't have 30 minutes to wait in line. So I came back and I'm looking out and I'm seeing people, you know, driving through the parking lot and I'm acting like, oh, I know this place like the back of my hand now. So I'm walking and I'm not looking straight ahead. I've turned to the right because I'm looking at some car that's driving by. I turn right back around and I smack myself with a spring twig because they have set trees out to sell the little sapling trees. Yeah. And so I walk right and I whack myself right in the face with a twig. And (laughs) and so like a spider web, I start like fighting it because I'm trying to get it out of my face. And this whole time, and by the way, when you go during the morning, like late morning hours, it's mostly 60 plus people are like older. (laughs) 
right? So this older woman's walking by me and she sees me fighting with the twig, which has smacked me twice in the face now because instead of actually moving out of the way of it, I'm just walking straight forward still. Like I'm not, I'm unwilling to, you know, like the tree is going to move for me. I'm not going to move for the tree. So I'm fighting through this branch and she looks, she literally had to avert her face not to laugh or stare (laughs) as I'm fighting with a stupid sapling. And I'm like, well, you know what? And I remember specifically I was chewing gum. I was walking with a swagger because I'm like, oh, God, I've been here like three times already. And of course, I'm humbled immediately by nature every single time. Every single time. And I always have to have a witness. Did you break the twig? Yes, of course. Of course I did. So anyway, I'm just like, well, that's what I get. That's what I get for thinking I'm cool. (laughs) I'm just so not cool. I am not cool. It sucks. I hate being uncool. The poor twig. I know. But at least you made it through. I did. I survived without a scratch. Did you see the woman later? No, she was leaving. Oh, thank God. No, because it was was outside of the gates where they put all those plants out. I thought she was going in because then you'd have to be the one to see, like, you know, twig face. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, there's that girl with the twig. No, she's got leaves in her hair. (laughs) No. Oh, my God. By the way, really quick before we close, I thought this was a joke, but Nordstrom is selling these jeans. They're called Clear Knee Mom Jeans. What are those? I don't know, but I saw a little article on them and I'm like, these can't be real. This is a joke, right? So I, I Google it and sure as shit, Nordstrom is selling them. They're $98. They're mom jeans and they have big squares where the knee is supposed to be, the big holes, and it's covered in plastic. And I'm like, what? And so I look at it and it says, slick plastic panels bare your knees for a futuristic feel in tapered and cropped high-waisted jeans there is so much wrong with that statement i don't even know where to begin i saw the picture of them and i'm just like i thought they were like a saturday night live joke or something like that high-waisted tapered and cropped jeans think about that not only are they hitting you in the mid mid shin they taper down and they go up past your belly button and they have plastic clear plastic on your knee. Yes. I can't wait to see someone at the school walking around in these because they could afford to buy them. This is from the same company who sells a pair of denim shorts that have a bubbly cotton candy pink tool overlay on them. So not only do you get denim shorts, you get the tutu that goes over it that goes down to your ankles, bright pink. For $70. That's, I'm like, this is real. These are things you can buy. Who is this by? Like Betsy Johnson or something? It's called Top Shop. That's the brand. I've never heard of the... I think I've actually... I have heard of the brand, but it's... I don't understand it. And if... This is, this is stuff that someone would make on their own versus purchasing. You know what I mean? These are like projects do-it-yourself projects you would make this so that way like you could like slide down like a slip and slide on your knees or something like that not for fashion i almost wonder if they didn't say let's see if somebody will buy these (laughs) like i just wonder if this was like a joke like is it real they feel like this should be functional i just know like there's a purpose i can't see why they would be worn for any other reason well i saw a photo of a model on her knees you know and clearly i don't i there's not even a kid in the picture like it's just a model sitting on her knees showing how durable it is or something it's very weird i don't understand it it's like all i can think is rain slicker like waterproof what are we doing like do you wash your clothes you wash your car in these is this <laughs> like i don't understand and they're so ugly they're so poorly cut like there is not a woman alive who looks good in tapered capri pants that where you can pull up the waist up to your belly button like none of it makes sense to me none of it i, I can't mean- wait Although the possibilities are endless. It's like, it is like Saturday Night Live mom jeans. The opportunities are are zero. (laughs) I just am not going to do it. Well, that's true. It is penis repellent for sure. (laughs) For sure. It's like, you see these? 
That's you. No penis for you. That's just not happening. If anyone decides to buy them, though, message us and let us know what no. what the uh, what the theory is behind them. Because I mean, we're, we are curious. I refuse you know? to endorse anyone buying those. Don't do it. No, I just want to know it. what the appeal is. You know, if maybe we're missing something. You know what I will do is if I do go out to the mall. There's a Nordstrom out there. I will go look for them and see if I can find them. Yeah, I bet you. I'll, I'll bet you you'll see them on a rack. I'll be like, "Hey, here they are! Here are the hideous ones." I won't put them on though. I won't wear them. I refuse. No, that'd be weird. No, <laughs> I won't do it. What if you were doing something on your knees and you started to get like you know blisters or something like that? I don't know. I okay, just... first of all, if you're going to be on your knees, what you don't want is plastic. You want padding, right? right. It's the opposite of what you would want. Yeah, really. I, just, I mean, if you're gardening, I was just about to say, like, what it. if you were giving a blowjob? But you That's and I what both, I'm you and I both know, no man would accept a blowjob <laughs> with those things on. It's the last thing you would be the last person he'd pick. They're like, yeah, I, I really would love one, but can can you take off the pants? <laughs> that monstrosity that's on your body right now, <laughs> Jamie. It would be like, <laughs> <laughs> there'd be a lot of, yeah, that would not be good. It'd be like, it'd sound like a diaper. <laughs> it would be awful. I can't even ma- imagine. I can't imagine. Oh my god, that's funny. All right, well, I think that's a wrap this week. Yes. Thank you everybody for joining us for another fabulous episode of The Ugly Truth. Thank you again for uh, visiting our Amazon and our Avon links. Please continue to do more shopping. That definitely helps out the show. If you are unsure what we are talking about, Go uh, to UglyTruth.com and then you'll see our Ugly Mall tab and then you can click on any of the links there and then do some shopping and a little bit of the proceeds go to the show. And that helps uh, offset some of the costs for Mm -hmm. our show. Actually, I was going to tell you, I'm planning on doing a big shopping spree on Avon because I need I like like I'm looking for a bronzer and a couple of other things so I was okay. going to do a big shopping trip and then I was going to take pictures of everything I bought yes. I'm really ex- I'm you excited should. and you know what I, you know what else I like about Avon honestly is I love their shipping it's all so pretty like everything's in tissue and, and I don't know they always wrap it up in like a little heart uh, sticker it. it's too it's like a little gift it's it fun. is a gift it's well gift yourself it's I'm going like to give a little myself. gift to yourself. It is. So we will catch you next week. Have a good week and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. But make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw ups and edits from this episode and what we call ugly cuts. And then we'll have a brand new full episode for you next week. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.